What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. We have some trades to discuss. Moves on the hot stove. A retirement to discuss. Let's jump right into it. So, I said retirement may have caught some people off guard, but it's true. Zach Britton has announced his retirement. Two-time All-Star Zach Britton has retired after a 12-year career in the major leagues. The left-handed pitcher we, we, we've known. I mean, those who have watched baseball for a little bit know who Zach Britton is. You know, the Orioles, that's the franchise that he, he, he made the biggest impact. I and mean, he played with the Yankees for the end of his career, but before that, he was a longtime Baltimore Oriole. And he announced it himself during an interview with The Athletic. He said, um, you know, it was a difficult decision to walk away, but the toll that the game can take on a young family, um, that's something he was facing. And, Hey, hats off to him. Third round pick of the Orioles back in 2006. He's now 35 years old. He did not have a straightforward path to becoming an all-star, but he got there eventually. I mean, his peak in Baltimore was absolutely legendary. From 2014 to 2016 in particular, he was, you know, one of the best relievers in baseball. Probably one of the best three-year stretches you'll ever see for a reliever when you look back historically. In that three-year span, he threw 209 innings with a 1.38 ERA, and he struck out 27% of his opponents with a 6.9% walk rate. And then in addition to those strikeout walk rates, he was also one of the best ground ball pitchers in our lifetimes, if not even longer. Maybe one of the best ground ball pitchers of all time. I mean, since batted ball data began being tracked in 2002, Zach Britton owns five of the top 14 single season ground ball rates of any qualified pitcher in baseball, including numbers one and two. So he's a you know, has the, the number one and number two top uh, ground ball rate season since it began being tracked a little over 20 years ago. 80% ground ball rate in 2016. That's that's the highest of any qualified pitcher since it began as a statistic in 2002. So he made the all-star team in 2015 and 2016. He led the league in games finished in both those seasons, and he topped the American League with 47 saves in 2016. And, um, you know, fans will no doubt remember the now infamous Buck Showalter decision to pitch Ubaldo Jimenez over Zach Britton in the 2016 wildcard game. But, you know, Zach Britton only had praise for his former manager there. You know, we saw uh, the Orioles season end there in Toronto in that very infamous game. So, all told, he's going to walk away from the game with a career 3.13 ERA, 154 saves, and some accolades. You know, made the all-star team, finished fourth in the Cy Young one year as a reliever, and he earned more than $87 million over the course of his 12 seasons in the big leagues. So hat tip to Zach Britton. So shout out to him. He's going to spend some time with his wife and four children. Best of luck to them and their family. So moving on to some deals. The Cardinals have brought back Lance Lynn on a one-year deal. They made it official. They signed him to a one-year deal and it's $10 million. You know, that's not a whole lot, but it's something. Lance Lynn has pitched for the Cardinals before. It's a homecoming for the 36-year-old. He was selected by the Cardinals, 39th overall, in the 2008 draft way back when. That was a while ago, man. As, as time goes on, it's like, wow. <laughs> you start to realize, like, wow, you know, I mean, we all age at some point, but man, you know, 2008, that's, that was a minute ago. It was 15 years ago. 
But 6'5 righty spent his six, his first six seasons of his career in St. Louis. He solidified himself as a quality big leaguer. He threw 977 innings of 3.38 ERA ball with St. Louis and he reached free agency and, you know, he, he moved on, moved on, uh, the twins on a one year deal and things in Minnesota did not go well, but he rebounded to an extent following a trade to the Yankees where he reinvigorated his career in a subsequent four-year stint between the Rangers and the White Sox. So from 2019 to 2022, he was one of the most durable and best starters in the American League. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think at this point, though, he's he's on the other side of that. You know, he had a career worst showing in 2023. He was baseball's most home-run-prone pitcher this past year. But despite that, he's still going to get $10 million. So I think, uh, you know, the Cardinals believe that there's something left in the tank there. And they're going to bring him back home. So we're going to see Lance Lynn back in a Cardinals uniform 2024. Speaking of Cardinals, Paul DeYoung, the former Cardinal. Yes, I said former Cardinal. Paul DeYoung has been a free agent. Well, no longer. He's agreed to a major league deal with the White Sox. So it's a buy low move for the White Sox. DeYoung is 30. You know, he struggled badly in recent seasons. And he had an incredible debut with the Cardinals in 2017. 25 home runs. In his first 108 major league games. And you know, 123 weight runs created a plus that year. The Cardinals made a bet he could be their shortstop for many years to come. They signed him to a six-year, $26 million extension prior to 2018. But unfortunately for them, his production just slid downhill from the moment that deal was signed. His weight runs created plus just completely plummeted every year. Went from 123 to 103 to 101, 87, 84, and then 54. I mean, that bat is just... It just got completely lost. I mean, it's like minor leaguer level numbers in 2022. And then 2023 somewhat got back on track, you know, through 81 games, had a weight around three plus a 94, but still below league average. He's been a below league average bat since, since when? When was that? 2020? Yeah, 2020. Uh, it's, it's just been, uh, yeah, a rough sled for him, but the White Sox are going to try to buy low and see what they can do with Paul DeYoung. The White Sox just moved on from Tim Anderson. You know, Tim Anderson had an awful 2023, and he quite literally had the worst weight runs created plus in the league. He had the last place worst WRC plus. So, offensively, there were no worse batters among qualified hitters than Tim Anderson. So he's a free agent. So for the White Sox, I mean, there's really nowhere to go but up. If you get Paul DeYoung, he's not going to be much worse. I mean, even if he's worse than TA. Can't be much worse than what TA gave him in 2023 because there's not much downside there. So there's a lot of upside with this move. So that's what we'll see. And we'll see how that, how that really goes. In other news, you know, more Cardinals themed news. The Cardinals have signed Kyle Gibson to a one year deal. Kyle Gibson, the right hander, 36 year old right hander coming away from the Baltimore Orioles, where he just spent the year on a one-year $10 million deal. It's not going to be a one-year $12 million deal with the Cardinals. So what you're getting with Kyle Gibson, obviously, is a veteran. You look at his age, but an innings eater. He took the ball 33 times for the O's. He logged 192 innings with a 4.73 ERA. So not really a great ERA, but if you look at his peripheral stats, right, the fielder independent pitching, the Sierra, 4.13 and 4.4, respectively, that indicates that, you know, he pitched a lot his ERA could have been a lot lower in the low fours 
if he hadn't run into some bad luck. We'll see. Uh, but that's probably what the Cardinals were banking on. I mean, considering the fact they're giving him more money than he earned in 2022. They're probably looking at those those uh, peripheral stats as well. But the fact of the matter is, now with Lance Lynn, one-year deal, one-year $10 million, now Kyle Gibson, one-year $12 million, that's two right-handed starters the Cardinals have add, added, two veteran righties just to eat innings because they lost a lot of arms. They need to add three starters to the rotation this winter. They lost Adam Wainwright to retirement. They lost Jack Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery at the trade deadline. So their goal, I mean, and the president of baseball operations was very open about this, that they desired to add three stars to the rotation. They've added two now. So we'll see with Kyle Gibson what they're going to get. He's just going to be an innings eater. Don't expect big numbers from him, but they're just banking on him to eat innings. That's what they need. I mean, in each of the past nine full seasons, he's made at least... 25 starts, with 2016 being the only one of the seasons where he didn't get to 29 starts. So, makes a lot of starts. He's only been on the injured list three times since his Major League debut. And that's that's really what they need at this point, not chasing some flashy ERA numbers or anything like that. But maybe now that they've got two innings eaters, now you go out and you get a big-time arm. I mean, since the offseason began, the cards have been connected to some of the top free agent arms available. Sonny Gray, Yoshinobu, Yamamoto. You know, so some fans in St. Louis might be just disappointed by the fact they added Lynn and Gibson on one-year deals. But there's nothing to indicate that the door is closed for a blockbuster deal. I mean, Sonny Gray and Yoshinobu Yamamoto are still out there, as are plenty of other impactful starters. So the Cardinals, meanwhile, should still have plenty of money and opportunity for another pitcher. So don't sleep on them. That's all I'll say, because they're looking for another pitcher, and there are other bigger name pitchers out there. Let's head to the trade front now. So the D-backs have acquired about, I'm sorry, they have not acquired, they have acquired, they didn't inquire, they have traded for and acquired Eugenio Suarez from the Mariners. D-backs are just coming off a World Series run where they went to the World Series, they didn't win it, but now they want the extra piece to bring them over the hump. We talked about this in the past couple weeks, about their need at third base. We said, would they look inwards internally use the rookie Jordan Lawler, but hey, it's rare that you're going to start a rookie and he's going to lead you to the promised land, the World Series, like Josh Young did for the Rangers this year. He's one of their leaders. He was an all-star as a rookie. That's that's rare, right? So maybe they believe Lawler could use some more seasoning in AAA or move him to another position, but they went out and got Eugenio Suarez, and Suarez is a middle-of-the-order bat who will give you power. He will give you some swing and miss as well, but he will give you power. He's 32 now. He spent his last two years in Seattle. And, you know, someone who's hit a lot of home runs back in the day, like 2019, he had 49 home runs. Tapered off a little bit in 2020 and 2021. But at the end of the day, you know, he's still going to get you power. I mean, 22 home runs doesn't sound like a whole lot, which is what he hit in 2023. But he hit 31 in 2022. He only hit 22. So he only hit 22 home runs this past year. But he played to his best defensive showing in quite some time, at least according to StatCast. So overall, I, I do think you'll see more than 22, more than 22 home runs from Eugenio Suarez, probably a lot closer to 30, quite frankly. But his overall approach to the plate is just a profile the Mariners are trying to move away from, too much swing and miss. But if you look at the D-backs, they have a lot more contact hitters. They can afford to hide a swing and miss guy in the middle of the lineup in exchange for the power, of course. As far as what's going back to Seattle, 
You know, it's Carlos Vargas, he's a reliever, and then catcher Sebi Zavala. So Sebi Zavala, the catcher is going to be the backup to Cal Raleigh up in Seattle. Obviously, because Cal Raleigh is just that much better of a hitter. But Zavala grades out as a strong defender behind the dish. Stackhouse raised him above average in terms of blocking balls in the dirt. And he's regularly drawn plus framing grades across the board. So that's what you'll see. But the big piece in this trade, obviously, is going to be Eugenio Suarez going to the Arizona Diamondbacks. In other news, I talked about Yoshinobu Yamamoto. So that's the big pitching arm. He's one of the offseason's most talked about free agents. You know, big pitching arm coming out of Japan. He's finally going to be fully available to major league teams. And he's expected, well, no, he's, he's been posted. I'm sorry. He, he was posted three days ago, this past week. And he's, he's looking to go to the major leagues. I mean, some projections have him signing a huge deal. A nine year, $225 million projection is what we're seeing in MLB trade rumors. And when we look at that one, um, not sure what other publications have him, but that's a huge deal. I mean, keep in mind, Yamamoto is only 25 years old. So because of that, it's, it's possible he might seek an opt out clause or two in his eventual contract because that would allow him the chance to re-enter the market in a few years time, searching for an even larger deal after he's established himself as a frontline major league pitcher. But, He's just been utterly dominant over his seven seasons with the Oryx Buffaloes in Japan, posting a 1.82 ERA over 897 innings, ladies and gentlemen. That's insane. That's insane. I mean, a 26% strikeout rate, a 5.9% walk rate. Yeah, I mean, eye-popping numbers across the board. So scouts and evaluators have little doubt he's going to be at least a solid big league pitcher with a clear ceiling as a potential ace. But since he's so young... There should be plenty of prime years left, and there's much less wear and tear on his arm right now than most other premium free agents in history. That's why the price is so high. So it's just super rare for players to be available to the open market at 25, which is, that's his age. So yeah, I mean, he, he, he has a little over a month to negotiate with major league teams. It gives him till January 4th to sign a contract to play in the major leagues. So that is, that's the deal. I mean, as always with these posting deals, his former team is entitled to a posting fee once he signs. So a major league team will have to pay up some extra money beyond what they give to Yamamoto himself. So the Oryx Buffaloes will receive 20% of contract's first 25 million in guaranteed money, 17.5% of the next 25 million, 15% on anything beyond the $50 million mark. So let's say Yamamoto lands that projected $225 million deal. Well, then that would mean a $35.625 million posting fee would go to the Oryx Buffaloes in Japan. Not a bad payday for them, yet a bittersweet one because, you know, that team would be losing such a proven star. But we're literally hearing more than half the league has inquired about this guy. Phillies, Mets, Yankees, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Tigers, Cardinals, Cubs, Rangers, D-backs, Giants, Padres, Dodgers. All these teams have been linked to Yamamoto to varying degrees. So whether it's been club officials or scouts on hand in Japan to see him pitch in person, you know, or off-season reports, whatever, this this dude's going to be top of the market. So, yeah, he's going to get a bat. He's going to bat. But that's the, that's the news. He's been officially posted by the Oryx Buffaloes. He is on the market, and we will see Major League teams bid, ha- bid at him right away. So those are our updates. That's the hot stove roundup for now. 
If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.